start with this Medrash and Chuma and Oistalad. So the Pasuk says, "Reino chi nasei nadechem ayem bracha uklova." So the Medrash and Chuma, with Medrashic license, says, "Reino chi, look at me." Because the problem is, what's the what are you looking? What's the ray? What are you seeing? So the Medrash says in this pshat that Moshe Rabbeinu is saying to Klai, "So look at me." Anochi shebacharti b'tayvu. I chose Tov, and look what I got. So, therefore, I'm giving you a choice. I'm giving you a choice to choose the right thing. But I want I want you to see what it looks like when you choose the right thing. Now, we know Moshe Ben was on Mikhaladam. It does not sound like a very anivistic statement. He's saying, look at look at me, you know, I'm wonderful, you know. Like, so, what, how do you understand? Shalyam uh, Abriyas is a new, it's a new, is a new point. That's on the foreshimmer. So that's that's the end of that point of the broad, point of the medrash. But I just wanted to read it, have you read it inside because this way you believe me that he actually said it, right? Because otherwise it's like really. Um, so now let's let's go back a step. We, we spoke once that they asked uh, they asked Rebbe Chanan, did the Chabad Chaim, you know, know who know who he was? So, so Rebbe answered back that the Chabad Chaim. One time, more than one said to him that he realizes, the Chabaz Chaim realized, said that the Chabaz Chaim told Rebbechanan that the Chabaz Chaim realizes that he's responsible for the whole generation, which means he understood who he was in Kla Yisrael, the role that he played. He understood he has a Christ with all of the, the whole door, which means he understood he was a God of the door. He understood who he was. I, that being said, the Chabaz Chaim was a tremendous honor. We know that Chabaz Chaim was a tremendous honor. I tell you the story with. Um, uh, with, 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 I just remember said it over recently. The story about. Okay, so um, I heard this from a chaver of mine named Rabbi Yellen. He was a rabbi in Detroit. And he heard this from um, Rabbi Hillel Zaks. Rabbi Hillel Zaks was Mendel Zaks' son, who was the Chavos Chaim's grandson. Mendel Zaks married the Chavos Chaim's daughter, and this is the Chavos Chaim's so Hill's axe is not, you know, it's great, at this point, is quite a, a, a okay. The story goes back to the 1950s when he was he was a bocher, and he accompanied Rebaran. Rebaran, besides being in America and, and you know, being involved in Metzah's Gladiatara of Gurdus Israel, he also ran Chinuch Hatzmoy. And he also was involved in Metzah Gladiatara of So he flew back and forth multiple times during the year. So a bacher would go with him. So, so Hill's act is one time was the bacher who went with Rav Aaron Teretzisro. So this is where Riel is telling me that Hill's act is telling him the story. So when they were there, they went to visit the Biskarov. So Rav Aaron and the Biskarov are meeting, and he's the bacher getting to watch this this union of these two gedolim. So they were talking and learning, and they ended up discussing a beer alacha, and. Um, Reb Aaron exclaimed, you know, there's such there's such gainess in this Biralacha. Like what Pshat the Chavos Chaim was was known as a tzaddik, but not, he wasn't known as a gain. Now what's the Pshat? It doesn't make any sense. So the Biskarov said that the Chavos Chaim davened he shouldn't be known as a gain. That's the Biskarov's terms. He davened. You're right, Hitaka was a Goyen, and Hitaka the Sefer is Goyenus, and the people just don't perceive it how much of the Goyenus is because the Chavaz Chaim Dab and the Kodesh Baruch Hu, and the Russian answer this feel is that he shouldn't be known as a Goyen. So Rav said, Ah, Gabal the Gatanis. So Rav Hillazak says, I was, you know, I was a Bachar there, and I think myself, I don't like the Terrans. Because the question was, why is he known as a Goyen, not known as a Goyen, he's known as a Tzadik? The answer is, he Dab and he shouldn't be known as a Goyen. But it means he, he's okay with being known as a Tzadik. He should have shouldn't be known as a tzaddik either. Like, what's pshat? You know, it doesn't answer the question. But if if the Rishkarov says that's a terrorist, the Rishkarov says it's a good terrorist. You know, he wasn't going to throw in his, put in his two cents and make any count. Good. Fast forward about thirty years later, he's in Eretz Yisrael, <coughs> and he's talking. You know, he's already you know, he's a Rishiva, and he's he's meeting with the Amshon of Rebbe, and they're talking and learning, and they end up discussing a Allah. And the, the, I'm sure it says, like, there's such goyness in the Bir Alacha. What's the pshat that the Chavaz Chaim was known as a tzaddik? He wasn't known as a guy. 
So he says, as a matter of fact, you know, I, I had this exact same, quest, this, same this conversation I overheard between her bar and her and the Mr. Rob. So he tells him the whole story. And I'm sure he says, Ah, Gavaldi Gutierrez. So now he says, already, no, 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 no. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So he looks at him, he says, you know, why do you get it? The Chavaz Chaim knew he was a guy. He davened, he should not be known as a guy. The Chavaz Chaim did not see himself as a tzaddik. So he never davened, he shouldn't be known as a tzaddik. It's male, he was talking about as a tzaddik. That was the, I'm sure, I mean, the Chavaz Chaim did not have any, you know, he knew his role in Klai Yisrael, but he didn't see himself as being a tzaddik because of that. Right? Mr. Baino was going like a step either. Like he's saying, like, you know, look at me. Like, you know, look look what I got for, for choosing the right thing. So that's the challenge which we're going to try and see if we can understand this this matters a little bit. Yeah. So, um, and the question really is the balance between the, 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 the idea of self-esteem and, and the, the issue of gaiva. That's going to be the balance. Now, we spoke about this once before, and I was machlet not to redo it again, so I will reference some of the points that we said before. So let's just talk about a few things. So first of all, Revolba um, in Ali Shur Kedabes, which I did not put in, in here, talks about, talks about gaiva. So he says that a, a balker should not work on gaiva. You know, the person who works on his meters, he should not be working on the issue of gaiva. He should have gaiva. The person needs gaiva. Because gaiva is what, what pushes us, we, we think we're somebody, and what pushes us to, to, to motivate it to, to accomplish things. Okay. But I, it says, the there are certain natural things that you have in your life which address the gaiva issue. As long as you address them, you use them well, you'll, you'll address the gaivation. So he says there's three things which happen naturally which will help you address the gaivation. He says the first one is davening. A person is mispalled, truly, he standing there as this being who has no power, asking from the creator of the world and the master of the world and the source of everything for life, health, Pranosa, etc. So, like, where's the guy? Like, that, that itself is automatic dampen. Like, I'm such a hush of a guy. Really? You, you, you. I mean, let's change the scenario, which we'll have to see. He gives this muscle. You, you, you walk into the, the hospital, you know, and you see this fellow, and he's on, he has a heart lung machine, and he has dialysis, and he has, you know, they're, they're giving him shocks for his brain, etc. He says, you know, look at me, I'm like, you know, such a hush of a guy. You look pretty wiped out to me. Says, well, we are on we're on a heart lung machine. The brush made. We're on a we're on a pacemaker. The brush made. We're on a dialysis. The brush made. We're on a brain waves. The, the electric shocks. The brush made. So what's ours? So the act of tefillah is an, uh, is is a natural dampening on the guy. Number one. Says number two. Learning with the harusa. You learn with the harusa, right? So you you have this fight. You go for a half an hour, like you know, and you really think that you're right. After half an hour, you realize that you're wrong. Right? Now, the standard operating procedure at that point in time is one of three things. Right? So when you realize that you're wrong, one option is to yell real loud, and then the other guys will give, it, give in, and not, you know, because you don't want to admit that you're wrong. So you just yell real loud, and the guy says, okay, I hear your shot, you know, that's it, you know, fine. Right? That's an option. That's not really an option, but that's what some people do. The second option, which is a standard operating procedure, is people say, I hear. I hear. Right? Say to the guy, you know what? I just spent a half an hour trying to say my pshat. I realize that I'm wrong. And, and, and Baruch Shem, you're right. And now we know pshat the Gemara. Thank you so much. No, 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 no. That I'm not going to say. <laughs> I, I put my kishkas in. I put my covenant in. I put my covenant on the line over here. Like, you know, I, 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 I hear. Right? That's about the standard operating procedure you get. And the third option is the person who says, you know what? Baruch Hashem, now we know pshat. says, that's the option you're supposed to, you're supposed to do. That's the, the second thing which helps you work in your gaiva. Um, and the third thing which helps you work in your gaiva, he says, is being mishamash like, you know, when you hang around with people which are, which are uh, 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 who are less accomplished than you, you feel pretty good about yourself. <laughs> you hang around with people which are more accomplished than you, it's hard to f- feel feelings of gaiva. Because, like, like, really? Like, what? Okay. Um, now, there's a story which this wasn't the Rashiva's intent, 
Rigifta had, a, I mentioned that he had a phenomenally powerful voice. His voice just naturally carried. And when he yelled, it, the wall shook. I mean, literally, the wall, if he really yelled really loud, you could, you could see like the, you know, the, the window shaking. That's how powerful his voice was. Um, I was actually to hear Shiva Neila, Davin Neila. I've never, my first year in Shiva, he Davin Neila, and then he wasn't well, he didn't Davin anymore. I've never in my life ever since heard a needle like that. The the fear of the Lord, which was instilled in your, like when he's, just the first Kaddish, you felt chills going up and down your spine. It was like, it was like you saw him trembling in front of a Kaddish Baruch It was like, it was like, it was, it was a Pach Adar. Okay, I'll tell you a story about that. Just as I got, right? There's a Misa once with a Bachar during, during World War One. So there's also this Russian Revolution was taking place, you know, the Russian Revolution. So, you had the whites against the reds, and everybody decided the Jews were on the other side because the Jews were communists and the Jews were loyalists. You know, so everybody was wanted to kill the Jews. First of all, the whites all hated the Jews anyway because they were anti-Semites, right? And the fact that, they, that a lot of Jews were, were communists was another good excuse. So, in the Bardic Bacher was caught and accused of a spy for the reds. So the, you know, in those days, it was very simple. It could be a spy. They decided they're going to kill him. They take him up to the wall and they get a firing squad. Right, and um, they put him against the wall, and he's, he he says his veto, whatever it is, and then they the person charged says shoot, and the, the guns jam. None of the guns shoot. So the honor, the way it works, in the honor is if if that happens, they let the guy go free. So let him go free. So later on, he met, you know, he got back to the rest of the yeshiva, and he's trying to describe to the. Trying to describe Tzitzchaveri, the fear that he had at that moment. He's standing by the wall and they're counting down, you know, three, two, one. The pacha that he had of each other. He's trying to find words to describe Tzitzchaveri, like what it felt like. So he says, it was like the of Yom Kippur. That's how he. Okay. Anyway, getting back to over here. So the Rashiva one time, Bukha walks over, so tells Musa Seder was right after, right after Shachar. So Rashiva would learn, sit down and he would learn Musa Seder. He told us we should learn Musa Seder, but he himself would learn one day Gerasar Ramban, one day Gerasar Kibaker. That was the standard. Gerasar Ramban one day, Gerasar Kibaker. It would take him 20 minutes. He would go through the Gerasar with a Nigan you know, multiple times, and it would seek in the thoughts of, the, of the, those, those two things. Gerasar Ramban is about Lenevius. And different things, etc. The Gershwin Kibbeker is about your mamas. That was the... so. One morning after Musa Seder, Bracha went over to Rashiva and asked him, like, he needs help working on Gaiva. So Rashiva asked him, like, in all innocence, I don't understand what you really think you have Gaiva about. Like, what do you have that you really think is like an issue of Gaiva? Like, you're not the biggest London in Yeshiva. You're not the biggest Bucky in Yeshiva. You're not the biggest Master in Yeshiva. You're not the best Davin in Yeshiva. You're not the biggest Sadak in Yeshiva. You're not the biggest Balkhaz in Yeshiva. What do you have a problem with Gaiva with? Like, he said, like, in all innocence, but he said it very, you know, he said it in his regular voice, which is the whole base Medrash. Heard. <laughs> you know, he said it in Yiddish, I'm saying, but, you know, but he's, you know so, like, I, I have to tell you, took care of the Bucky's problem with Gaiva. Because <laughs> the whole base Medrash heard that, you know, that this fellow was just made an idiot out of in front of Rashiva. But took care of his Gaiva problems. Um, Rashiva didn't mean that. That wasn't the point she was saying is, I don't understand what you have to be a guy, a guy about. There's a mice once with, with the Rar and Leib that somebody was was worried that he'd, you know, he'd, he'd gotten some Yerusha and they'd, they'd given him a, a brand new car as part of the Yerusha. So he was worried about an Ayan Hara. This person, so they went to Rar and Leib and uh, Rar and Leib asked him, like, you know, he's worried about Ayan Hara. So he says, like, you know, says, tell me, like, you know, have you finished Shas? He said, no. You finished half a Shas? He said, no. So he says, do you know any Masechta Balpeh? He said, no. He says, I understand what, where's Ayan Hara? <laughs> like, what do you have that somebody could be jealous of? <laughs> okay, good. So Roba says that, the, you know, you sit, you sit next to Adam Godel, right? You know, you think like, you know, like, I'm pretty smart, you know? And somebody one time asked me before I left Tel Shiva, this goes back, I was in Tel for 23 years. So somewhere along the line, besides my mother asked me, like, when are you going to leave, which was like part of the, like, the ongoing conversation. But somebody, uh, uh, a Bacher, I don't remember if it was a Bacher, a Balabas, somebody asked, like, you know, like, when are you going to move on? You know, I was the color for 14 years. I was the color for 13 years, I was a Rebbe for one year, and then I moved here. August 10th. 
And I started with the Sur Sadak. They said, you know, the message going to Yom Kippur is not that we're horrible people, we have all these Averas. That's not the message. The message is that we're very valuable people, the Russian made, who have done things wrong, we need to correct them. But if, so, so there's this beautiful safer over here, which just came, came out recently. So I put a lot of pages in, and I'm not going to be able to do all of it. But if you have time to take it, so this saver is, came out was put up, put up in Meshkiach in Eretz Yisrael. Yaakov Tzvi Buchakovsky, Buchakovsky, whoever you pronounce his name. I don't know who he is, but the Rebaran found it, and it's it's. I think it's like required reading for every Bachar in Yeshiva. Of course, it's written in modern Hebrew, so most Bachar can't read it. Okay. So he says, everybody wants, he starts off with this idea that everybody wants to be exalted. Everybody wants to be murdered. Everybody wants to be, that, that, that there's some way that they're special. We have that desire. He says, the root, the root of that is Ba'etzem, um, it's the bottom of the page, it's 105. That's, but we want to choose good. When we feel good when we choose good. That's the desire of the eye, of the person, that we want to be something special. Everything wants to express itself. This is a good philosophical idea. Nothing wants to be worthless. The H wants to grow. There's something which pushes it to find its sustenance. It sends out for that purpose roots. It gets water and it gets everything. Eventually, it takes all of the potential which is inside of there and, and develops it. So, do you think human beings have any less power, <coughs> any less interest to do that than, than the the natural instinct of the of the of the tree or of the animal, we all the Russian made all of it. The only difference is that man, his definition of that is greater. The next the second paragraph. But Adam that should the the Adam. We we want to express this as well. That that the expression of man, the tree expresses on becoming a tree. The acorn becomes a tree, and man becomes something of significance. The Russian made us, he made us to something unique and special. He wants to be expressed. Okay? That's, that's he makes this as a, as a given, you know, but you think about it, it's, it's, it's very logical that, that the Russian has a reason why he made us. And he made us we want to feel that. We want to know that. We want to feel good that we're doing that. Okay. But next page. Um, um, you know what? Let's skip down. To, let's go to page 106 of the Bible. He has a memory mosque over here. Mermosk means like, you know, parathetical thought. It's, it's really not the main point over here, but I just want to touch on it once we're mentioning it. Tafgeno Keharim, our role as parents, is the person wants to feel that he's something. That is a natural instinct of a person. We want to feel that we have value. So the, the, the role of a parent is to help create that in the child. The feeling of, of significance and uh, that, that the, one, the one should have it's, it's, it's a necessity for a tzlocha in your avoider a two year old which the mother says you can do it, you can eat you eat by yourself that's strengthening the child's belief in himself I can do things, I can handle things but there's, there's going to be a price. That price is going to be her clothing, his clothing, the table, the, the chair, the floor, and the rest of the house, maybe. Right? But she says, I'd rather have everything clean, so let me feed him, 
she forces, she feeds him against what he wants. The child, what the child absorbs is, I can't do it myself. There's this famous joke, you know, Jewish mother joke. And Jewish mothers, you know, the, the joke of Jewish mothers is the smothering, like you know, helicopter moms smothering. So this, it's a horrible joke, right? The joke goes about this person drives up, this big limo pulls up in front of a building, and out comes a young man, and they pull out the wheelchair, they put him in the wheelchair, etc. You know, and the, the, the mother comes out afterwards, and somebody says to the mother, that must be so sad. And he says, no, it wasn't so sad. I made sure he never, never fell and hurt himself. Right? I never let him walk, because I'm afraid he'd hurt, fall and hurt himself. So the result is that he can't walk. So smothering is not, is, is not, is not, is not parenting. Smothering is des- destroying a child. P- parenting is g- giving the child the message, I believe you can do it. Now, you're going to mess up 15 times. Fine. But the 16th time, you'll get it. So the, the, but if I believe in you, and that's what we do when our kids ride a bike. And I have to tell you, watching your kid ride a bike the first few times, it's excruciating, right? Like, you know, like, you, know you see your kid fall down and scrape his knee and cry, etc. You know what? You can do it. Go back on the bike again and do it. I don't want to. I said, you know, you know but when the kid listens to you, either because they're scared of you, hopefully not, because they, deep down they want, to, they want to master this. They're just like, the pain is overwhelming. So you say, you know what? Pain is temporary, but the skill you're going to learn is worth it. So it's true in, in learning how to ride a bike. It's true in learning social relationships. The first of times you're going to mess it up. But parents said, you know, I want to tell you exactly what to do. So I'll give you some advice, but I believe it. You can figure it out. You're, you're intelligent enough to handle it. The more that that's the message, the more the kid has the ability to deal, to talk, believe in themselves, and, and then express themselves and grow and find who they really are. Yelach hamachunach latzmos, a child which is trained to be independent, obviously in a, in a, in a safe way. He will become much more mature and the ability to deal with issues. The Achrayas that he has for himself will strengthen his ability to, to, to his, his his feeling of, of godless. They want to leave him that he's dependent. He's not going to mature as well and not and not deal with life as well. You, you've crushed the man inside of him. He believes he can't do it because Uriah, in his formative years, his parents fed him subtly, multiple times. You can't do it. We have to figure it out for you. That's the message, again and again and again and again. Right. So, what do you want from the kid? Now, COVID. The point he says over here, COVID is that feeling. I need to feel that I'm valuable. Okay. Next page. Hamishnah um, is underlined over there. This is a Rambam. It's not like you know modern psychology. Okay. If a person thinks about himself that he's lowly and insignificant, so if I do something wrong, is that just not the end of the world? Because I'm, I'm a nobody anyway. So I can do whatever, I can do bad. I can do I can do bad because like what difference do I make? I play zero role in the in the port, in, uh, in the in the scheme of things. So whatever I do doesn't make a difference. Not good or not bad. So once you see yourself as being insignific- insignificant, you'll become a Russian. That's the Russian Don't allow yourself to accept yourself as, as that person. But the way you do it, the Ramah says, is because you look at your or pachas. So the person has to believe that he's not a chaser prophet. He's a very valuable. He is a very valuable gift to the world. Well, if he's very, if he really believes that, that doesn't just say, but he really believes it. He doesn't want to squander that. He's a gift to mankind. So he's got to use it. He can't just blow it and you know let himself down. Okay. Chavis um, lavavis, which we spoke about before, the chavis lavavis, and he, he, the. Um, the feeling of gaiva that I can I can do it and if I want to grow more is not bad it's neg- it's not negative. Brings a person who's misgoya will keep growing. So gaiva bats him. 
Gaiva is not bad. Okay. So what is bad? Gaiva Mahi. So. Okay. So Chazal used Lashav Gassus Ruach. So if you look in the paragraph, it starts with the word Habir Hamiti on page 110. Habir Hamiti Shal Gassus. What does it mean something is fat? It means Godless Yosem Amida Ruya. It's too big. Gasser Ruch means his Ruch is too big for who he really is. Believing who you are is not Gasser's, that's not Gasser's Ruch. That's not Gaiva. That's, that's, that's being intelligent. Believing that you're more than who you are is Gasser's Ruch. That's the part Chazal are worried about. Now, what, how, how big are you? So we, we, we have both parts to ourselves. We have the power of a Bechira. We play a tremendous role in the Bria. There's nothing like, like a Ben Yisrael. And we're also this being who's on dialysis and a heart-lung machine and, and, the, and the, the, brain, the brain brain machine, etc. We're both. <coughs> so we, ha- we can't lose sight of both of them. But So, like, I've done wonderful things, therefore I deserve praise. Like, you know, but I'm, I, I only did it with a, with, a, with a very important partner. I, I, I told you the, the, the board from Retalber about um, meeting Parshat Veskanon. I said it over last year, I think. Retalber says a word. I love this word. I love this word. I think it's shot. number one. But number two, to think of the board, you have to be happy. You have, your mind has to think like that. It's an, it's an window into the man who, said the, who thought of the word. Rabbi Tauber's own thought. And I heard the word, so, wow, that's him. Like, this is the man talking. Moshevin says, right? He daven, so Chazal say, what's the word, Lashem Eschanan, Matan Eschanan? That Tzadikim, even though they have, Yesh B'yodam, Torah, Masim, Torah, even though they have Skusim, they, they ask for free. Okay. <coughs> okay. Thank you. So, it says, like, why is that a mile? So, I, I can come to the store and I can pay. So, you know, no, do me a favor, give it to me as a gift. I mean, you're a cheapskate. You're 32, you know, like, you're like <laughs> pay for it. So, Tzadikim, even though they can pay for it, they don't want, they ask for Mount Neskin. So, how is that a praise? Why is that a praise? It says, okay, imagine the following marshal. Now, you'll remember, you'll remember the marshal. Right? So, imagine the following marshal. It's 1938, and Hitler, Yom is about to put his final solution into, into, into effect. And you are a multi-billionaire, and you have connections all over the place, and you find out that he plans to do this thing, and you hear that he's willing to negotiate. So you fly into Berlin, and you meet with him, and you negotiate the act of saving six million people. But to do that, you have to sell every single thing that you own, all of your businesses, your house, your car, your clothing, and you're left homeless, penniless, with no food, with the clothes on your back, and that's it. And you're on the street. No one's like a homeless man. You saved six million lives. And, you're, and you haven't eaten for two days. And you turn your eyes heavenward and you say, you know, saving one person is like saving another mole. I saved six million. I don't deserve breakfast. I don't deserve some food. So that's not what you say. You say, saving one life is like saving a whole world. And you... And your infinite kindness was were mazaka me to do that six million times. I can never pay you back. I owe you so much for that. You gave me that schus once, and you gave it to me six million times. I, I, I owe so much to you. I can never even dream of if, if, if any way, shape, or form. I live a million years, I can never pay you back for that schus that you gave me. But you're such a rachaman. Would you mind also giving me b- b- breakfast? I'm really hungry. Mashirano comes to the verse says, you allowed me to be the person who took Christ out of Israel. You allowed me to be the person who gave Torah to Klai Yisrael. You allowed me to be the person who brought the man to Klai Yisrael. And the Slav. And the bear. I, I, I can never pay you back. I owe you so much. I owe, I, if I live in years, I couldn't pay you back. But you're such a Rachman, would you mind letting me go there? It's a loss. That's how we look at what it means we've accomplished. We've accomplished tremendous things. So we're not valueless. We've, we're very, very important people. We've accomplished tremendous things. I don't deserve any recognition for that. I know I'm valuable, but that therefore I deserve recognition. And like, wow, I'm wonderful. And people that should, you know, you know, fall over me. Like, where did that come from? It wasn't me. It was Matan from Baruch Hu. 
He helped me. I chose. I get, and I'm going to get reward for that. And I have a right to be proud of that. But th- th- that's, you know, at the end of the day, I, in, in a healthy society, I'm not sure we live in that anymore, right? <laughs> In a healthy society, if somebody would save somebody's life, you know, in a situation, you know, he didn't endanger himself tremendously. He doesn't feel good about getting all these hero. You know, it's like, I just don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, there's not, I don't need recognition for that. What, any, any other person being there, you have all these like these heroes, and they're all like you know, you know, they, you know, real life heroes, and they and they always play it down. You know why? Not because it's not a game. Because they're right. They really believe that anybody else in the same situation would do the same thing. Because how could you not? Okay, so by us, you know, choosing to put on the, the doing mitzvahs, maybe it's a little more recovered because not everybody does it. But it's the, the, this the gaiva is this misunderstanding of I'm, I'm deserving of something more than what I am. But what I am, the value, the value, the role that I play in the world. I know I play an important role in the world. We all play an important role in the world. There, now that, that's that's the point that he says. Now. Um, He brings the story over here. So, so anova is not nechisas. Nechisas means that I'm lowly, that I'm insignificant. That's not anova. That's a, that's 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 um, that's. You don't understand what role you play. I'm a nobody. I'm not a nobody. The Bersha made me. He, he gave me roles to play. He gave me whether it's in my child's life, whether it's in the, somewhere in the world. There's a reason why I'm here, and it's very valuable. The Bersha. Because I'll say that the person has to say b'chilin which means that it was kadai the whole world. To be creative, that I should be, I should be here, and that's pretty important. Like, I mean, think about that. Six six thousand years of the world was all worthwhile that I should walk the face of the earth for, for my seventy years or eighty years. <coughs> that's what it means. The value of of, a, of one one yid. So, Anivas is not saying that I'm the the. Um, okay, so he brings a story over here, which I, I want to touch on. So page 120. We spoke about this once before. It's an awesome Misa. I, I, it's a mind-boggling Misa, this Misa. On top of the page. This is, this is, a, this is a Rambam in Pirsha Mishnayis. They once asked, in one of the, this is the Rambam writing, I saw one of the sermons about Midas that they once asked one of the, 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 the Hasidim, you know, some of the Hasidim at the time of the Ramah doesn't mean, you know, people were gartels. It means, you know, these real people who really live their life for Kaddish Baruch What was your happiest day of your life? Okay. All right. So we'll do a, we'll do a, do a poll of the room, right? What's the happiest day of your life? Right? I want to tell you the Rebbe in Osband. She said, Rafur Um... One time the girls asked her this question. Now, this is a woman who, who was with her father at the end. The Nazis killed him. Who was able to get, a, get out and survive the war. Married the Rashiba Revised the Gosband, the tremendous Sadiq, Kaddish, Tamachachim, Nufla. Zaycha, they have a, you know, children like Ramon Osband, the Rashiba of the Tal's Riverdale. And uh, she has son Chaim Mordechai Osban, who's like a major chashem of Talmud Chacham and Bnei Brak, Talmud, you know, Rashiva. Right. So she married such a chashem person. She married off her children to chashem people, and she has such a like. What's the happiest day of her life? And she answered, "Now, I want to say, this is a woman. She's normal. I mean, she's a full Like she's, she says, girls, I'm not. You think I'm different? I like, I like nice dresses. I get, she used to giggle with the girls. Like you know, she's a real down to earth person." And then she says, the happiest day of my life was the day which I thought I was going to be killed by Kiddush Hashem. That was her answer. Like, happiest day of her life. I thought I was going to be killed by Kiddush Hashem. You know what? I got a while to get to where she's holding. You know? yeah. like she was raised, she was the daughter of the Tells of Rosh Hashiva in Europe, who was killed, you know, the, 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 the Rav and the, of Tells and the Rosh Hashiva, or Amit Sabloch, Hashem Yikram so she was raised uh, very, uh, very well. Baruch Hashem. So they asked this question, what's the happiest day of your life? So what's he going to say? She so says the following. 
Omar, I was traveling on a boat. I was very, I was, I was very poor. So they placed me in the hold between where, the, where they have the where they keep the storage. They, they put the they put the the the, 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 the luggage. There were there was also in the boat businessmen, very wealthy. And I was lying in my place. One of them got up and he needed to relieve himself. And I, he looked at me like I'm a low life. I'm a nothing. He 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 he, 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 he let out his very life on my body, directly on me. That's how low I was to him. I was I was overwhelmed the level of, of chutzpah that the man had. I didn't bother me what he did at all. Well, he served me many I didn't feel in any way upset. I was so happy that I reached a point in my life that his insignificant his problems don't define me. I am so confident of my value that there's nothing the world can do to me which will make me lose that, that understanding. So I'm not insulted. It's his problem. I know I'm valuable. So the world is telling me, you're valueless. You're so valueless that we are willing to physically relieve ourselves on your body. That's how nothing you are. So a person who has, has we call nowadays low self-esteem would be crushed. Because the, the question is, where do you get your value? Do you get your value from the internal understanding of who you are? And therefore, whatever people think about you is irrelevant. You're not defined by the people around you. Or you get your value by what people think about you. And then, this is going to be painful. See, it says a fascinating thing. Because we want to feel valuable. And we want to know that we're significant. So a person who has absorbed that and knows that, doesn't spend time thinking about himself. He can be busy thinking about the world. So his, his healthy self-esteem allows him not to be a person who's self-focused. But a person who has unhealthy self-esteem, see, he's always trying to get it, get his value, his covered from the people around him. So he's constantly thinking about about himself. I'm not happy with the way people are treating me. I wish people treated me more. Why why can't they get a better position? Why can't... It's all about me. Not because of Algaiva. He's the opposite of Algaiva. He's the... He needs to present himself as being good, 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 because he can't live with the possibility that maybe he's bad. And the only way he can get that is by people saying that he's good. Um, Charles, uh, Rabbi Tversky has his theory that Charles Schultz's uh, comic strip Peanuts is really a, a um, it's a psychologist's philosopher's viewing the different types of low self-esteem. So you have Charlie Brown, like, he's like, you know, low self-esteem. And then you have Linus, who deals with it by having an addiction. Yeah. He's addicted to the blanket. <laughs> and he has the, 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 the strips where they take away the blanket, and he pushes it, goes into withdrawal. <laughs> you have Snoopy, who deals with it by going into fantasy world and making himself into the, you know, the, the World War One, the Red, you know, the World War One, you know, flying ace, you know, right? And you have Lucy, who goes into it by constantly calling attention to herself and saying she's wonderful. And making everybody fall car to her. Right? That's his theory. Like, what? It's, it's, everybody's a different way, different type of low self-esteem. Like, th- that's the whole. He goes through, you know, you know, the peppermint patty has her way of doing it. You know, okay. everybody has their way of doing it. This is the only normal person on the strip is Schroeder. He plays the piano. Right? He plays the piano. Like, like playing the piano. Like you know, when he tells Lucy off because he's not in the spot from Lucy. And then Charlie Brown does something stupid. He says, you know, Charlie Brown, like, move on with life. You know, like, he's not, he's not in his book. Right? He's like the fall guy for everybody else being like, you know, the normal in that strip is crazy. Do you remember? <laughs> so he goes to the next paragraph and he says a fascinating thing. He says, here's the problem. He says, he brings a story over here. Listen to this story. 
Okay. The Bedara Shalach Chasam Sefer, page one twenty one. Pressburg was considered like one of the the, 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 the great cities of Klai Yisrael. There was 4,000 Jews in Pressburg. Okay? Nowadays, you can have 4,000 people in, in B'nai Brak and one, 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 one block, you know. So he wanted a yeshiva, right? He was made it tonight that they're going to support a yeshiva. The yeshiva was eight bachrim. Now he had more than that, but that, in other words, he was willing to commit. If the community would commit to supporting eight bachrim, I thought they didn't charge the wish that the community actually supported the yeshiva. <laughs> Nowadays, well, the, the, the support was they, they they paid for the cost of the bachrim. Right? So that's yeshiva, yeshiva eight bachrim. So it was much easier to feel good about yourself when you're one of eight than you're one of a thousand or one of ten thousand or one of a hundred thousand or one of a million. So that's the challenges we have nowadays. There's a one of the characters in the comic strip was there for a very short time. I remember when he when he came when he, when he left, he had a big five on his front chest. Remember that? Anybody remember that? Okay. I remember when I was he had a five on his so he comes in, you know, the first he strolls in over there and says, What's your name? He says five. Like five. Like, what's the name like that? He says, my father decided nowadays, all those numbers, so why should I give you a name? <laughs> like, that was the strip. And again, that's the message. You know, we're nothing. We're, we're numbers. We have no value. Right? The Torah says that that's not true. The Torah says that the Munar Krishborah says that the Bershom created man. He created us he, for reason. So we're valuable. There's nothing more valuable in the world than us because everything else is just a backdrop to the, the playing of Klaiyosel's Bahira. So, like, we're it. I mean, so, there's interesting thought. Interesting thought. Um, that, you know, one of the ways that you develop a Nevis is by re- realizing how insignificant we are. Like, so stop for a second. Rechil Michael Tukhachinsky um, was a big guy, and he, he, he wrote the Sefer Geshachayim, which is, what, what, it is probably the primary Sefer in Hilkos Avelis that what people use even to this day. There's all this wrong which is written, but they always, you know, the Geshachayim is, you can't ignore, the, the, you can argue with him, but you can't ignore him, you know. See, he also was a big bucky in, in, in calculation and chashbarinus, these type of things. The famous Machlaikas of where the dateline is was Rechil Michal against the Chazanish. So he's the stature of the argument of the Chazanish. You know, that's thy purpose. So he wrote a safer about Birch HaZacham. It's a little, little country. So in 1953, there was a Birch HaZacham. So he wrote a safer in honor of the Birch HaZacham called Tzkup HaZacham, explaining how the whole thing worked, etc. So he writes an introduction, like a Musa thought an introduction. So he's also about Musa, because you see, the famous story about the idea of the, the, the understanding of the idea of, of life after death with the muscle of the twins being born in the womb. You ever hear that muscle? Uh, uh, it. It's his muscle. He, he was the one who wrote it. So, Okay, I, I don't want to get it. It's late. So he says, imagine like this. Imagine, it was 1953, they were building the, the Hale Observatory on Mount Palomar. Right? And they were, and, and the, 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 this, this 200-inch you know, re, re, reflective telescope, and they're going to unlock the secrets of the universe. Like, this was it. Like that was what the scientists were predicting. So he says, imagine like this. Imagine you have a ball, like a gigantic ball, the size of this building. Okay? And on the ball, there's a little dot. Okay? On the dot, there's a molecule. In the molecule, there's an atom. In the atom, there's an electron. And on that electron, there's a little being saying, I'm going to lock the secrets of the universe. <laughs> says that the universe is trillions of light years. Right? There's this little thing called Earth. <coughs> the sun, then there's Earth. Then there's, the, the, then there's the United States of America. And there's California. And there's a mountain. And there's a little guy on top saying, I'm going to lock the secrets of the universe. Are you an idiot? That was the muscle that he gave. Yeah. But stop for a second and picture that muscle and think about how small we are. 
right? And how physically limited we are. But around what Tim told me, he says, you know, on a fast day, so people don't have their 80 cc's of coffee, you know. Right? He says, and they're always mentioned the whole day. He says, so the value, the, the, okay, the measure of the man is he, without 80 cc's of coffee, he's nothing. That's how, that's how weak we are. He's always mentioned for the whole day because he didn't have his 80 cc's of coffee, you know, the, you know in, the, in the morning. But that, that's a man. Like, look how weak we are. And the Bershom reaches across that and says, you're the most valuable thing in the Bria. The whole world was created for you. The more we realize how small we are, the more we realize the godless of what it means, and that message is so pow- more, much more powerful. How valuable it must be that the Bershom was willing to make this little nothing the arbiter of the, the, the dis- destiny of the whole universe. So the more I understand how small I am, well, the more I understand how big I am. It's a fascinating thought. So, Moshe Rabbeinu comes to the class and says, Rei Anoichi, Moshe Rabbeinu knew who he was. Moshe Rabbeinu knew. Moshe Rabbeinu stood up to all, like, I'm a nobody. Moshe Rabbeinu is an honor of all of me called all of them. So, you know, there's a Chetegla, I, I can't fight them. Like, you know, me? I'm a nobody. Moshe Rabbeinu stood up against 600,000 people. Like, I mean, you gotta be, you got to have a little bit of self-confidence for that one. Right? Moshe Rabbeinu knew who he was. Moshe Rabbeinu walks up to Paro. Like me, you know, Paro, me and Rokhi share a Paro. He said, I'm not the right person. Okay, Rosh said, You are the right person. So he went, okay, and the person said, Negate. I mean, and the Sukkim, you know, the, the Madrasha was, he wasn't scared. The, the Skating were scared, they moved away, and Rosh went. Like, I don't know about you, I don't think I would have made it. Like, you've got to be pretty confident that you can walk into Paro. So one of the Balaam Hashem one time said, why, why the Russian raised Moshe Rabbeinu in base Paro? So I once heard from a Chosham Tamu Chochem, I have a Chaver whose father was rich. So he said, there's a certain Azus that son, the children of, of rich people have. There's certain chutzpah that they have. Because, you know, they're... they're <laughs> Uh, they you know, they sort of feel like you know, uh, this person used it to become one of the most successful fundraisers for Moisad because he wasn't his bow, so he was willing to go to the you know, we, we need money for the Moisad, please help. So he took his Azas, made it Azas the Kedusha, made it you know, I, we need to know that we're, we're you know, we're, we're, all of Kaya, so we're, we're princes. <coughs> So, like, like, what are you scared of? Like, we need to know we're valuable. So that's like the. So it's a. So he says. So how do you deal with this issue that you know I'm one of a million? So that's like this. He says. Um. Um, page 123. He says like this. Couples getting married. They want to, even if they only have one child, they want to get married. Let's say we've got a Nevoah, you only get have one child. You still get married. So it means you're willing to do all of the everything which takes the, the, all of the costs, etc., for that one child. Now you end up having ten children, so they're less, less valuable. No. The fact that they're willing to do it for one doesn't isn't changed by the fact that they end up having ten. The person says, I'm willing to create the whole world just for you. Doesn't mean the fact that it doesn't change the fact that there's seven and a half billion people in the world. Okay? So now, take a look at this last thought over here. The page 
the Gemara, the Gemara says the, the story with Hillel that the, the Nachri comes he amanas this guy Geireni amanas Kula on one foot. So Hillel was Megarim. He said, that whatever you don't like, they'll do to your chavercha. Everything else is pirish. Go and learn. Okay. So what's going on? What, what was? How's that an answer? Okay. Um. Bavona, page 124. There was this conversation over here about a very potent foundation of the Torah. You want to know what is the point which everything revolves around. So everything has, you have the rules, but you have behind that a purpose a, a, a goal an ideal you have this tremendous amount of rules over here in Yiddishkeit I want to do that I want to understand what it's about what is it coming to express okay I wanted to have that one thing that you can turn everything around on everything, everything goes around that point Okay, now, So the answer is, Rashi explains, that what that which you don't like for yourself, don't do to your Chavercha, it's referring to Kodesh Baruch Hu. Re'ach 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 just like you don't like when somebody doesn't listen to you, don't do that to Kaddish Baruch. That's what Rashi touches the Gemara. It's not talking about Ben Olam Chaber. It's talking about you and Kaddish Baruch. The Rashi says, "Ina means referring to you and to their friends." But the first shot Rashi is referring to you and Kaddish Baruch. So he points out over here. You need to keep your maintain a, a good, healthy relationship with the Kodesh Baruch This is about a relationship with the Kodesh Baruch It's not about rules. The rules and the, 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 whether there are specific rules or unspecific rules, we know there are certain ways that you act in a marriage. Right? That's what maintains the marriage. So is marriage about rules? Marriage is about a relationship which is maintained through these rules. If, if I ignore taking out the garbage, at a different time, it's going to it's going to where I hate the relationship. So I understand it's important I should take out the garbage. If I leave my smelly socks on the floor every single day, it's going to affect the relationship. I don't, so I put my smelly socks away. The issue isn't smelly socks and, and, and hampers. The issue is a relationship. The way I maintain a relationship is by certain things I don't do and certain things I do do. Right? So that's exactly the same thing with the Kodesh Baruch If you want to understand the relationship with the Kodesh Baruch Hu, so he says on page 125, which is that I love all my children equally. We might have ten of them. It's famous Maisha with the Lubaisa um, Telzer. Lubaisa Telzer was his love for his Talmudian was like through the roof. Right? His love for Torah was through the roof. He was when 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 Rukai Brister married off Ramosha, Rasha Bear from from Salvechik from Shiva from Yu, his father was Ramosha. That was the Briskerov's older brother. So by the by Ramosha Salavechik's Chasna, Rabchaim asked Rabbi tells her to be in the Masada condition. So they asked Rabchaim, like, why you felt he's like the biggest Tamachachim? Like, why'd you pick him? Not because he wasn't, he was a tremendous Tamachachim. I says, I don't know, I can't tell you who's the biggest Tamachachim. I can tell you when I was a Torah, there's nobody like him. He says, how do I know? Says Sotels was established. The Yeshiva was established officially. They say not 1876. They say 
re- reality was something that beforehand was very small, but you know, the, it was developed into a large yeshiva at that point in time. And Rebbeisah tells us was the rub of the city, and, the, and he was the Rosh Hashiva. When Volozhin Rukhaim was saying Shurim and Volozhin, when Volozhin closed in 1892, Sir Blazer tells invited Rukhaim to come say Sherman tells. Um, the the what if scenes are always fascinating to think about. What if Rukhaim Briskard went to tells? Anyway, um, <laughs> fine. So so Rukhaim said no. Sir Blazer wrote him back. It was through, you know, through letters. Sir Blazer wrote him back. He says, I understand you. It's very uncomfortable that you should come to the Shirashi Rashiva and you should be just a Magachir. I'll give up the Rosh Hashiva, and you should become the Rosh Hashiva. Just I want you my tamina desire to hear your shore. So Rukhaim wrote back, no. So Rukhaim tells him wrote back. He says, I understand you. It's uncomfortable. I'll abdicate from the Rabbanus and from Rosh Hashiva, and I'll make you the Rav and the Rosh Hashiva. But be my tamina desire to hear your Torah. That's what Rukhaim tells him. Wrote him. So Rukhaim said that a man could do that is like it's a mind-boggling madrega of law for Torah. That he's willing to give up everything. That somebody should to hear my shur. So whatever reason, Rukhaim didn't accept the, you know, the offer. But it says, but when it came to Misar Kedushin, that was a sort of laser. One time, somebody came into the yeshiva and he was looking for a son So he's looking around and he sees like a certain bucker, like very good, etc. He says, you know, he says, what about that bucker? He says, you know, that bucker. He's a gavaldik master, and he's a gavaldik lamb, etc. And you know, he's my ben yochid. The blazer tells us ben yochid. <laughs> Meanwhile, he knows like another bacher, like you know, he says, "What about him?" He says, "That bacher is such a lamb and such an amkin. He's talking about ben yachin." <laughs> says, "Have like three or four times." He says, "How many ben yachinim do you have?" He says, "It's four hundred." Right? What I'm telling the kechem is this expression. Right? Right? Don't lose sight of who you are. I'll just close with um, this this uh, this thought a little bit. So we're walking away with multiple thoughts, but I, that understanding who you are is not is not trave. Anivas is is not that you don't understand your value. Adarabi, you need to know your value because otherwise you're you're open to do anything in the world. You you'll, you'll bottom out. It's understanding that you have tremendous value. The moon and the kosh is machayv that you have tremendous value, and know that you have this tremendous value, and. The, 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 it's rooted in this concept of the bottom of the Ben Yachid. He happens to have a few million others, so that's his business. But I'm, I'm, the Hebershon was willing to create the whole world just for me. It means the whole world was Kadai that I should walk the face of the earth for 70 years. With everything, the whole universe is Kadai, and everything which the, all of the stars add and impact and all the gravity, that everything should be just perfect, that I should be able to be here for 70 years. That's worth the whole, the whole Bria. That's how valuable I am to Kodesh Baruch. So don't blow it. Don't lower yourself and say that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm worthless. You're not worthless. You're very valuable. But don't think that that that, that you need recognition because of that. I don't need honorable. But the more I absorb this and I'm confident in it, I don't really really focus on what you think about me. That's really not what life is about. I don't need your recognition. Like I don't want your recognition. It's just like it'll, it takes up my focus. My focus is on I have a, I, when the husband is with his wife and they have this beautiful relationship and they're you know they're doing things to each other etc. He's not really worrying about the neighbor thinks. If anything, that's a distraction. Right? He wants to focus on his wife and what's good for her and what she needs. Like yeah, but what are the neighbors going to say? Like you know, and like that's unhealthy. If I feel you know like I know what's right for me, I know what's right for my wife, I know what we have to do, and if you think otherwise, that's, you know, that's okay, you know, that's your problem. Why should I, I don't want to change my life because of you. So why do we have, the, why, why don't we, why don't we have the same understanding that that's what, that we have mitzvahs, and we have terror, and we have responsibilities, and we have, and we have, the Bresham loves us, and he values us, and he gave us these rules as a way to maintain the relationship. And don't mess up the relationship. And don't mess up the relationship because you're worried about what somebody else is going to think. Or do it because you want people to, to think you're good. Like, I, I, I show my wife love because this is what people say I'm a nice husband. Really? Like, what happened? Are you a low life? By doing it, it's because people should think I'm a, I'm a nice guy. What are you, a low life? You do it because you have a relationship with the Kodesh that, That's the Nakuda that, that he's trying to say. 
we understand how valuable we are, so then I don't spend my time thinking about other people. So then I can, when I'm not, I, I'm confident in it, so I can notice <coughs> that this person needs help. I'm not busy worrying about what he's thinking about me, so I can busy notice, notice him. If I'm busy worrying about what he's thinking about me, I'm not seeing him, I'm just seeing me. So the, the you know, it's interesting, if you look at the comic strip, Lucy was much less healthy than Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown was a person who noticed other people. Right? Lucy only saw herself. That was her way to protect herself from being how what valueless she was. That she could only do it by constantly projecting herself, her needs and her wants and her desires and her goals and her, her, her on the rest of the world. Right? That's Our goal is to absorb that we're, we're comfortable. Moshe Man was comfortable walking around the class and saying, like, you know what? You can do good, just like I did good. It, look, it, it works out good. It's like, a, it's like a good. I'm not saying I'm special. I'm not saying I'm, you, know, you, have to, you have to worship me. I don't deserve anything because of that. It's a chest of a Kurdish Borkel, but I did accomplish something. And I know that. And I didn't, I'm not losing sight of that. I know it's valuable what I did. I know it's valuable what I've accomplished. And I want you to do the same.